Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast. We are back again. Us, the guys, the fellas, I am joined by Mr. Endo Mills. Good morning. And Mr. Sim for the win. Yeah. Boys, it is the last day of August in 2022. We are a few short weeks away. From returning to two times a week, the start of the NHL season. But in the meantime, it leaves us with very little to talk about <laughs> in the hockey world. We got a few things to talk about today that I think will be somewhat interesting as well. We got plenty of viewer questions, a little bit of NHL 23 to talk about. Or in the case of Sin, maybe no NHL 23 <laughs> to talk about. We'll get to all of that. But why not get right into it? We'll mention right off the top, as we always do, this podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. You can use code to get checkout to get 20% off your order in free worldwide shipping using the code Tugie, T-O-U-G-I-E, at checkout. Manscaped, get the best tools for the job. Take care of yourself and your balls, especially the balls, always the balls. As we get this show started, because I could sit here and just be like, oh, Endo, how are you? And you'd just be like, oh, I'm playing NHL 23 tech desk, so I'm not doing great. And oh Sin would be like, I'm doing started. great, because I haven't played the tech Yeah, I'm playing Total War Warhammer 3, and it's fantastic. That's his go. tech test. That is his tech test. He is enjoying a nice little vacation away while the rest of us just exist. As always, though, we'll start off this podcast with some viewer questions. Again, a link to my Discord is in the description. There is the viewer questions section for the sake of this show. And you could get your questions in just like these fine people did. And we'll start off with, uh, I have it categorized this week, gentlemen. It's going from music to food to hockey. We'll start off with the two music-based questions. This one from Scroopy Noobers. It's our little warm-up here. Who is the greatest rock and roll band of all time? The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, or Led Zeppelin? Well, I guess we have Sin? to choose one of those. But uh, you have to choose yeah, one of those. Yeah, no, see, it, it's almost like a two-part. It's right? a two-part like, question. I mean, the you're pl- not asking for the greatest rock band of all time. You're asking for the greatest of these three, and you assume that those are right. the greatest rock bands of all time. But I would honestly disagree, and I'd get a lot of hate. But I don't care. But yeah, of those three, it's the Beatles, hands down. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I view yeah. those three as the most influential, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that that was the starting point for rock, just like you know, Black Sabbath was the starting point for metal and stuff like that. Um ha- have they been surpassed in terms of catalog, in my opinion as well? Yes. But there's no denying like the influence. They were the you know, the, the game changers in that sense. Yeah. Uh it yeah, it's got it's gotta be the Beatles. Yeah. In that sense. You know, it, it has to be. That that's not even necessarily discussion, although Endo might disagree do you make this a discussion not really um <laughs> like if you can go you by name influence, five songs sure, from Beatles. each of those guys is what i want to know as a gen zer here yeah really? as the youngest on this podcast can you name five Beatles songs um fucking let it be well that's really like a john lennon song so not really um fucking hell lucy in the sky of diamonds um uh shit 
I don't I know, you man. On the spot. I just don't. That was, that was mean. I can, okay, yeah. so going off of the Spotify top five most played. She loves me. Let it be, uh, let it be as Yellow on Submarine. there. Uh, shout out. Let me fucking finish. Uh, Yellow Submarine. She loves me. Um, uh, back in the USSR. Fitting. Fitting. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> All right. For the Beatles, let's say he did yeah. well. Yeah. We also would have accepted Here Comes the Sun. Come yeah, together. I would have said that too. Can Yellow you name yeah. five Rolling Stones songs? Ooh, that's silence. That's silence. I've heard, I've heard it. All you Hold gotta on. say is "Sympathy for the Devil," and that's all you need. Not even that. Um, I played. I played enough rock band to hate this song completely. Um, "Give Me Shelter." Um, what? Ooh, hating that. I'm song. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You hate that song. I played. Enough, I played. No, listen. There isn't. No, I don't hate that song. I, the song's fucking great. I hate the fact that when I was fucking 12 years old playing on medium, I couldn't do some of the. I, my hands were so fucking small. I couldn't play some of the the note patterns and everything. Oh, and even in the fucking intro. I have these tiny hands. I couldn't properly play rock band. <laughs> I, I had I like- to use the bottom of the neck to, to hit the frets. Um. Oh, I had to shit. have my brother um, come in and hit the buttons for me. It was very embarrassing. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I could I, name I keep... five Led Zeppelin songs. The other two I could. I never got Zeppelin. Well, so, I never so fucking got them. For, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't think Led Zeppelin is yeah. any good. And I'm going to get some hate for that. But I'm sorry. I just didn't. Immigrant song like, for Zeppelin. Ugh. Hold on. Um, for the Rolling Stones, we, every we also would have accepted for the Rolling Stones. I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, paint it black up there. Start me up. There's some good songs. Yeah, okay, but for Led, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin just name a fucking Greta Van Fleet song. That's all you have to do, and just that's just Zeppelin. <laughs> What's my that's favorite Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin song? Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Smoke Rising. Um, I can't stand Greta Van Fleet uh, anymore. I used to listen to them when I first started out. I'm like, there's no real identity here. It's just literally, I'm gonna steal your voice and just go profit off of it. Sin, can you name five Led Zeppelin songs? No. I'm just saying no. no? I don't like Led Zeppelin whatsoever. I'm like trying to think. Can of you some name of one? Probably, but I, I'm, I've moved on to the next question. I was already looking at that. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Uh, for Led Zeppelin, we would have accepted Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. The Immigrant Song. Yes, A lot of love. Cashmere, also great. Um. Was yeah, hot for teaching. Then I, I was would... that Van Halen. I always get that confused. That was Van that's Halen. That's what I thought. I was like, I was like, mm, <laughs> the I think that's Van, Van Halen. Oh yeah, much better. Van Halen was ten times My, better than Led like... Zeppelin. <sighs> okay, I like songs from all three bands. I don't know if I can necessarily pick a favorite, but in terms of again the most influential, we'd go with the Beatles. Now, Red's Rebels piggybacked off of this, admittedly. So, who's the best pop punk band of all time? And I will say this. It really does depend because some people get slapped with the label of being pop punk when they're not, or it was a very small era. <laughs> and they moved. Well, yeah, My Chemical Romance is the perfect example where some people are like pop punk, and I'm like, they're either post hardcore or emo. They're not, no, we're nowhere close to pop punk. 100% yeah. put them in the emo category. Then there's Green Day, who they revolutionized might, it. They might be my mistake. choice, but. I mean, they started off outright as a punk band in yeah. California. And then obviously, you know, really like American Idiot, post-American Idiot, it was more just like outright rock in my opinion. I yeah. don't think you can call 21 Guns pop punk, you know? It's not, um, but I honestly, I, I consider them pop punk. Dookie was super poppy. That's fair. Like, that's yeah, fair. Um, like when I think of I'll punk, just, I think of the addicts and like these 
the, the bands that you don't fucking hear of like that that that, that like these gr- horrible horrible quality recordings and like that to me that was like the, the punks or that's real punk yeah, everything that's, else is pop punk yeah that's true if punk it sounds uh, that's good, legit there's punk. like yeah um yeah i mean if you're talking like outright well then again i mean punk is interesting obviously because it went so many different ways yeah yeah um you know especially too like the fine line between pop punk and like skate punk that you know sin and i especially and endo too i mean for that matter growing up with like the tony hawk games and stuff like that um yeah this is this is a tough one because it just it depends on who you put into the bracket of of pop punk necessarily i mean for me it's easy um <laughs> take it Blink away 182 100 percent yeah. the best pop punk band of all time yeah they 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 revolutionized yeah. it they were funny they were talented enough and they made good songs and they were catchy songs they had hits they they still had that um dirtbag fucking mentality and this loser mentality at the same time which is very much a punk kind of thing to have and uh, yeah i agree completely uh i was gonna say pre pre the long leaving or post the long leaving I mean, DeLong left so late, and from what I'm talking about, like, yeah. I mean, Cheshire Cat, uh, Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jackets, those are, like, yeah, those are extremely, all their, like, they have punks, like, honestly, where I think they became the most pop punk, they were kind of always had that to them, but it was when Travis Barker joined the band. Yeah, so like, yeah, and now he's off doing solo stuff with every single fucking rapper, he's like, he's like R&B a producer, artist, yeah. and dragging. I was them gonna into say, punk. I can't believe your answer isn't Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, the speaking best, of music, the best I asked this punk one. act of all time. Speaking of music, I asked this one favorite album. Not even have to be like punk or pop or anything related. That you either favorite album or album you can't uh, you can't skip a song in. Um, I have I have a lot of albums like that because I have a very weird uh, thing in me where I listen I have to listen to things chronologically so when I listen to a band if I get into a band I'll listen to all their fucking albums chronologically Mm. and I have a playlist of that when I game I have all the Falconer albums besides the two with the other singers was not as good Um, all of them chronologically and I'll just listen to that for hours or same with Avenged Sevenfold like often they're a little bit different though sometimes like oh this album and it reminds me of something but yeah no when I listen to an album I listen to the whole album because it's for me as a musician and again someone who just maybe has a weird mind you have to listen to something as it's presented a song is a song sure but like an album is meant to be uh it's a whole thing a song is a part of it and I never quite understood people who could only like a certain song from something like to me like an album is is the entirety of the art and that song is a piece of that overall greater not necessarily story but there's a theme to each album generally and and where those artists are at that time is all you know that it's it's the whole album you you're, there's gonna have it's gonna have the pop you know the catchy songs and stuff the single but there's also gonna be the emotional songs there's gonna be the heavier songs it's gonna be whatever emotions that they were feeling at the time and encapsulated into that piece of art, which is an album. I love when Sin just gets the riff about music. It's great. <laughs> that's why that's why I asked the question, because I know he's got a big long answer for it. Intricate too. I'm I'm trying to think of of one because I I'm certainly someone who started off 
same way as sin but then as music has changed and it's become more about the single especially mm. currently um it's it's tough like obviously like i can think of like some metallic albums some billy talent albums um there is um an album by the name of uh new skin by a band called crx which was a spin-off project um by i think the bassist from uh god i can't even think of the other freaking name that's out there now um i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking yeah, the, about the, uh, the guitar is from the strokes it was his yeah. like solo project that album's good cool. i need the strokes sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know that's that's tough like i said just for me musically um just the way i've kind of like my listening habits have definitely changed yeah um in terms of pop punk, I mean, obviously, if someone were to be like, oh, I like Sum 41 or Good Charlotte or Paramore or Yellow Card, like, cool. There's a lot of good pop punk bands. There I mean, is, Jesus, like, yeah. where, do you, where do you put where do you put Fall Out Boy before, like, 2000? Like, there's stuff before 2008, basically. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, yeah, man. There's uh, As long as your answer isn't Simple Plan. Fuck no, Simple fuck Plan. Fuck that, That's no. right. I said it. <laughs> fuck you with you know just a kid and life is a nightmare. You're 37. I'm sorry. Stop. I can't be perfect. <laughs> Fucking right. You can't. Neither can they because they suck. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they're well, successful. My... Doesn't mean they don't suck. A lot of successful yeah. people suck. Yeah. Yeah. Next question from Fired On Sweeney. <laughs> get the fucking answer. I asked the question to get the fucking answer. Oh, I thought you're because you were asking a question. You don't get to answer. Oh, your right. Question. Okay. What are you talking about? Oh, it, I'm sorry. Say... It has to be in the form of a question. You didn't oh, say really? what is. Oh, sorry. What okay. is diarrhea? What is your favorite condiment to put on a sandwich? All right, cool. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. That's my favorite condiment to put on the sandwich. Fair enough. Are yeah. they, they someone you listen uh, to? Spicy mayo. I take it. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's he's the biggest queen. Oh, nerd. In- impressive. A queen who likes queens of the Stone Age. Got him. Yeah. Sin. <laughs> what is your favorite condiment to put on a sandwich? Mayonnaise. It's the best. Like, a- what else, what other condiment are you putting on sandwiches? I like spicy mustard. Mm, okay, yeah, I'd like spicy yeah. mustard. Yeah, but spicy mustard? To me, it has to go in addition. Like, I, I always have to base it on my mayo. Like, you need your if bread you to could be wet. S- yeah. If you could say one condiment on the sandwich, I'm taking mayo. Oh, yeah, 100%. How about you? Endo, are we yeah, just yeah, white, yeah, or do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Half of me agrees with you guys. Like mayo is like the basis of a sandwich. Um, because then you get ever get a chicken sandwich or something, you gotta have some mayo on there. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little. Uh, I like. Um, uh, I keep calling it uh areola sauce, but it's it's a. I can't remember what it's called. Aioli, yeah. So it's <laughs> areola sauce, bro. It's been a joke with me and Polina. Um, that uh, every time I want like uh, aioli sauce, I just you're call just it like, areola sauce. Yeah, you're just like whip out the titty. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The... <laughs> just saying. I just put my hat up. God damn it. God damn. <laughs> yeah, just every time we order like Subway or something, I'll just be like, "Yeah, gonna get some areola sauce," and she looks eat, at me eat weird. Eat fresh. Like, yeah. 
as fresh as it gets. <laughs> Smothering a Sammy with, with fucking titty. You're good. There you go. God. Yeah. Where do we where do we go from here? From uh Ben fan account, marshmallows, good or bad? <laughs> Fuck are these questions this week. Marshmallows, marshmallows good work? or bad? Uh, uh fucking magnets, how do they work? Um I agree. Uh, <laughs> good? Because s'mores are really good, I guess. I mean, yeah. even if you eat a marshmallow straight out of the bag, it's all right. But like, yeah, they gotta be like heated up and roasted. Like Yeah. They're good. I, I like they can't really be bad, can they? No, I don't know. it's the, like the ones in mi- Finland were different when we made s'mores, but they were pretty good. I, miss, I missed out on that. And I'm very you upset. did, unfortunately. Yeah. No, that sucks. Shout out to marshmallows oh. and hot chocolate as well. Something Sin hasn't had in 17 years because he lives in California. Hot chocolate? Yeah. Actually, when's the last time I, I, I haven't had chocolate? that in fucking years, man? Yeah, told you. It's been at least a there couple of holidays. Like in a couple holidays, man, I haven't had hot chocolate. Maybe. It's dude, I can't even remember. At least a few years, probably even five plus. So either visit, so either visit me or Finland in the fall winter months, and you'll just be like, "Oh fuck, this is the best." I don't know if I'm in Finland, I'll probably still eat ice cream, dude. They fucking love their ice cream over there. That they do. Mm. All right, and no, I think we got your answer on that. Do we really want to extend the conversation about marshmallows? (laughs) Uh, don't like the artist, but I appreciate the. uh, I appreciate a good marshmallow. Um, we used to have, um, my parents used to have a, um, a chocolate fountain and we would like chocolate factory. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh man. Canadian dream. Emigrate. Build a chocolate factory. (laughs) I mean, you could just, you could just call an all black run business a chocolate factory. So that works too. As long as it's a factory though. Yeah. All right. Well, we have an episode title. If you're wondering why the episode was titled "Chocolate Factory," that's the all black business. It's because this one's hosted by Endo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll switch over to hockey now. (laughs) Probably a little bit over too. Let's be honest. The opening twenty minutes of a podcast (laughs) is always the best. It really is. Who Who cares about hockey? Fuck hockey when we have this banter. God damn. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, that got me. Hold on, I've been falling over. Oh, okay. All right, this one comes doing? from Nog Friend. When's the last time you had eggnog, and are you a fan? Well, obviously, I don't do the one, the shit with alcohol in it. I, can't, I don't drink anymore. But right. when I did have eggnog, it was decent. Like, I was, like, surprised, because everyone's like, it was either hit or miss for everyone. Right. And, like, everyone's like, eggnog. And I was like, it's pretty good. Like, it's not something I drink every day, but it's no. pretty fucking good. Like, once on, like, a glass on Thanksgiving and a glass on Christmas with dinner. Yeah. yeah. That's my limit. And apparently, it's a really big thing to put alcohol in because Merca. Yeah. I I'm mean, sorry. everything's a big thing to put alcohol in. Because yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just a general thing. Yeah. But it's pretty nuts. Soda is just an excuse to put something else in it. Anything besides water is an excuse to put any alcohol in it at this point. Basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, mm, milk. I think you'd rule out milk and nope. alcohol. Kahlua and milk. Nope. Oh, yeah, yep. you're right. Yep. Fuck. I'm an amateur. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it pretty much is just water then, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. 
From Nog Friend, what moment in NHL history would you revert if you had the ability to? Well, Endo, I'm intrigued by your answer because Sin and I is, are both directly Stanley Cup related. That's fairly obvious. Sin, the Sharks beating the Penguins. For me, yeah. it's either the Bruins beating Chicago or the Bruins beating the Blues. I would have taken the Bruins beating the Blues uh, because it was at home and they could have won yeah. the Cup that night. So, Endo, I'm intrigued. What NHL moment? It doesn't even have to be Leafs related. It could be a general thing. What NHL moment would you revert if you could? That could be a lockout. It could be someone signing with the team, not signing with the team. You got a lot of options here. Yeah. Uh, I had, I just immediately thought back to when I was a kid and I was like, I and told life my mom, was a nightmare. Shut up. Na, 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 na. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Fuck you. Simple plan. Oh my God. I remember as a kid, uh, in my head, I was like, you know, uh, I, I was like six or seven and I didn't know like black people played hockey and I was like, Oh cool. I want to be the first black hockey player. And my mom says, you know, like Grant Fuhrer is like a, like black. Right. I'm like, all right, never mind." And then my dreams of making the NHL were shot. So part of me is like, I want, <laughs> I want to be the first. So I would be the first black. NHL. Okay. That's where he is going. With it. I didn't know. I was like, wait a second. But he really does. Fuck <laughs> Willie O'Ree. Oh Endo Mills. I'm going to keep, that's keep fucking talks motherfucking the segregation I... until Endo Mills is ready. I... Endo, what would your draft year have been? 2015? 2015. You wanted to hold... <laughs> Kids, if you want to know what ego is... It's holding back an entire race of people because you want to be the first. I want to be the first in years. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, I would I would have been the. And no, I'm as white as can be, and right Jermaine now Lowen. I'm asking for the, your black card back. Like, <laughs> okay, listen, hear me out. Hear me out on this. Now that I think about it, what that mindset has a case. I was I was an idiot. Clearly, no, yeah, and, it's, it's funny as shit though, man. <laughs> Because I love the child thinking is so funny, man. Yeah. Oh. Um. So with that speaking, I have Jamaican and Italian heritage. So I would have technically speaking, if I got drafted in, in 2015, I would have been the first Jamaican uh, standing like player to be drafted in, which technically speaking would reach my goal. Technically, because Jermaine Lowen didn't get drafted until like 2017 or 2019. I can't remember. He was like seventh round with Dallas Stars. Oh, who was that goalie in Arizona? I thought they had like a. They did. He wasn't drafted, but yeah, Arizona uh, did just sign. Was it Anton Thornton? Yes. Yeah, what a like name! That. I remember. Yeah, I'm, like dub I'm double checking Thornton. really quickly. Hey, Anton Thornton, we got it. Was Beautiful. it Trinidad Tobago that he was from? I could. No, he's from Jamaica. Oh, okay. That a boy. Or at least of of Jamaican. He is Jamaican Canadian. He was born in Oshawa. Ah, so. Okay. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> speaking of that, I remember my uncle who. Um, lovely man lovely great man um uh he was telling me about how um because i was getting back in the hockey right before the pandemic like hit and i was practicing with the junior a team because they needed a fill-in goalie he's like you should try out for the jamaican national team i'm like that's a thing <laughs> and then, well, they, and then well, they have a bobsled team yeah they had a bobsled team and um I, I looked it up and they have a team but like every single one of the players is like I don't want to say like oh they're white because they're they're white Jamaicans like I know I've I have family members who are like predominantly white looking who are Jamaican like the sand like ninety to hundred percent and 
turns out like every single one of them was like by nationalization so like it was an entire team of like all white jamaican hockey players it was like did snow is this team just like offsprings of snow like offsprings of snow could also be the episode title (laughs) yeah because that's weird like that one time that uh sin went full patois and i was completely taken at back oh man what you went you you just came through one day with a jamaican accent i was in hysterics it's like like when? a few months ago. Oh, I don't remember. I, I can barely remember two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was fucking crying. Would Man, you believe crazy. it or not? That was a hockey question. <laughs> and our final hockey oh, yeah. question before we get into some of the topics. Uh, from Jared the Rabbit. Thoughts on the modernized Buffalo Sabres goat head logo. So, Sin, I don't know if you saw Oops. this because I know nope. you're pretty unplugged from stuff. <laughs> but today, the Sabres did announce... Uh, that they are bringing back the black and red, the old goat head. They're going to wear it as a third jersey uh, more than a dozen times or about a dozen times this season. They did slightly modernize the logo as well. And so I'll send this to you on Twitter really quickly. Okay, so you see cool. what I, I, was, you see yeah, what I mean? But they ever up. so slightly tweaked the logo. They made it a little bit more clean, a little bit more modern. It, it's not this crazy update. It is essentially okay. the same goat head. It logo looks the same to me yeah well they like took out like the silver outline yeah i'd have to like, on the red outline next, next to each other essentially because yeah. I, I can't tell they, they, they modernized it a bit they they simplified it a little bit i still think it looks great like uh, it's i like it. it it's there um i do have or did i sell it no i'm looking, yeah, I'm at, looking it right at it right now, right now. they like I flattened do. it that's what it is yeah. they just modernized like, it by flattening it for, yeah for those on the video side of things like i do have a goat head uh, it's actually, of all people, a J.P. Dumont what a name. Uh, goat head jersey. But as I've discovered with my, my jersey collection, uh, collecting adventures, I don't really like wearing CCM. Um, just the feel of the jersey, the collars. Uh, Reebok and Adidas had a better style for me in, in that regard. So I am very much planning on getting an updated you know version of this jersey when it comes out and probably selling the OG goat head to fund it just for the sake of comfort. Like I'm, I'm pumped about this. Like there are quite a few jerseys like that, actually, that I'm excited to see updated. Now I can be like, okay, cool. I own it, but now I can actually wear this Jersey more comfortably type of thing. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I like, obviously like, uh, you know, growing up goalies, I had an obsession over, over goalies in the NHL. Me too. And then you talk about Dominic Hasek in that era of the Sabres. I mean, it's it it almost doesn't get any better than that. Like the the look of the team, Hasek and goal. I have uh, a very strong uh, a, attachment, we'll say, uh, to that era of the Sabres. So very very excited for these jerseys coming out. And I don't know uh, I don't know how you feel. I mean, you might just be like, yeah, it's cool or. Yeah, not I'm not a crazy. huge, huge jersey guy, but yeah, I like it. I dig it. I'll be happy to see it. I think more jerseys and more variety is just cool. Like, cool for the NHL. Think of all the other sports. They all have 10,000 jerseys. And NHL, for the longest time, had like two or three max. Sometimes yeah. you had other ones. But it's good to see that they're – it's like like they're making all the teams fucking do it. Like, <laughs> you know, before it was money, like, money, oh, money. this team – yeah, this team has an alternate. This team has like, oh, they have a second home and an alternate. Ooh. 
fancy, but yeah. Right, like, yeah, like, you think back, like, you know, us growing up playing the NHL 03, 04, and you go back, not that many teams had alternate jerseys. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's changed a lot in the past less than 20 years in terms of mm-hmm. just the idea of, yeah, let's just do different stuff with jerseys. It's not obviously the primary reason is money, but smart move. Yeah, and it's marketing. That's good. That's good for the game. Keep doing good things, NHL. Endo, your thoughts on the uh, return of the goat head? I think it's nice. It's one of the jerseys I really liked as a as a kid, honestly. Um, it's interesting because people were saying that was rumored to be the reverse retro. Mm. Yeah, so I wonder if that means that other teams are getting other alts, but not reverse retroed. Or if that right, is the reverse like, retro or like, I don't fucking, they said it's like an now, official jersey. So. It doesn't line up with the leaked reverse retro concept, which was the goat head, but with modern colors. So there right. is a chance that that reverse retro will still be the goat head, just with, you know, their more modern color scheme, but at the same time, having their third jersey be based on the old goat head, which I think is interesting. Like, I would love it, for example, if this year the Bruins do have their reverse retro be a white version of the Pooh Bear, but then they actually wear the Pooh Bear jersey again as an alternate. I'd yeah. be I'd be pumped about that. Um, I'd fuck with that. You know, same thing with like the Sharks. If they bring back again like the original version, the '93 teal, and then have an inverted version of that as well, like there's, we there's a lot of cool seals. possibilities. <laughs> but yeah, they are going with the Golden Seals exactly, or the uh, not the Golden, yeah, California Golden Seals. There you go. Yep. So, and then the California Seals eventually. But yeah, no, I mean this is. This almost makes it more intriguing to see what they're going to do with the reverse retro and what some teams might have as alternates for sure. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's move on to talking about some of the I guess, few but main talking points that we have from the world of hockey over the past couple of days. It hasn't quite been a week since our last show. Uh, before we started recording, the Minnesota Wild announced that they traded defenseman Dmitry Kulikov to the Anaheim Tucks for future considerations. This is the fifth future considerations trade of this offseason alone, which is, it's just interesting how that's kind of taken off in terms of a concept in, in hockey, and I don't think we're going back anytime soon. But Kulikov making uh, two and a quarter through this year, 31 years old, very, very solid third pair defensive defenseman. So I, I'm not really sure why Minnesota did this because they, they didn't exactly. No well, no, they have $4 million in projected cap. They weren't over oh. or anything like that. I mean, yeah, they do have the $12.7 million of dead cap between Suter and Parise for this year. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'm I, very surprised, actually, unless they're planning on some of their younger guys to really step up and, and get those spots, which could be a good sign for them. And for the Ducks, uh, you added Dmitry Kulikov for nothing. You... Signed John Klingberg this year, so Anaheim's going to have a decent defense too, and they're going to be an interesting team to watch anyway because for parts of last year they were good, and then they regressed back down to really what we thought they would be. So I'm, I don't know. I I think that's an interesting little trade. I don't think there's too much to overly dissect about it. Uh, The Wild also signed Sam Steele, one-year deal, 825K. I'm kind of surprised Minnesota was the team. I'm intrigued to see if he can turn that around. I mean, we mentioned it like really any yeah. kind of sign him. Yeah. Uh, San Jose maybe could have used Yeah, it. I don't know. Oh, we got Luke Coonan, man. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> we got Luke Coonan. Everything's going to be okay. And don't worry, Sin. We'll give you a chance in a minute to talk about the Sharks because some yeah. interesting stuff has happened. But 
Before that, the other big signing that occurred, speaking of Buffalo, kind of a, a good natural segue from talking about the logo, is that Tage Thompson has been re-signed. He was entering the last year of his deal. Um, 24 years old, I believe, just trying to confirm. Indeed, he was going to be an RFA at the end of this contract. He has this year $1.4 million against the books. The extension, starting in the 2023-2024 season, seven years at 714, essentially. 7.14 million per. Interestingly enough, the first year, no clauses. And then from there, a five team, no trade list kicks him for the final six years of the deal. So they are going all in with Tage Thompson, who, since as you mentioned before we started recording, was on an interesting path. Part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Didn't do all that well in St. Louis's rookie year before the trade. Comes to Buffalo. Um, 2018-19, 12 points in 65 games. The next year only played one NHL game. 2020-2021, 14 points in 38 games. So again, like, you're okay. Like, third liner maybe. And then this past season, 68 points in 78 games with 38 goals. It's a it's just a big risk. Like 7 million not for just one that, 68 point season. 7 yeah. by 7 basically. I I would this like makes to think it horrible for us to try to sign Timo Meyer. Fuck you, Tage Thompson. <laughs> That's a market adjuster for sure. Ugh. And like look, I get the idea of Buffalo trying to lock down their young talent, especially in the aftermath of the Jack Eichel stuff like that is somebody that you bank on being all right. At the same time, this is a team that is just three years into the eight year deal for Jeff Skinner, who granted Jeff Skinner had a hell of a, a hell of a tenure built up already had the track record that, yeah, this maybe is a guy that you want to bank on, you know, in Carolina, he had a couple of 50-point seasons, a 60, two 60-point seasons as well. And then first year in Buffalo, 63 points, 40 goals. And then up until this past season where he actually had 63 points and 33 goals again. So he bounced back pretty well. Um, I think we all kind of... him on the fourth line. <laughs> yeah, that certainly didn't help, did it? I think we all kind of view this the same way as this is a gigantic risk for the Sabres, but we can understand why they took it. I don't know if either of you disagree with that. No, I get it. Like if, Hey, if he's a, he's going to be a 70 point guy, that's a good deal. But yes. <laughs> yeah. the, the key word there of course is if. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued for the Sabres, like, you know, we'll talk about it a lot, right? Obviously, when we get to the Atlantic Division, and when I certainly invested with our favorite teams, a lot of people are like, oh, man, are the Sabres going to make the playoffs? And like I said, I still view them as a little bit of a ways away. But if Tage Thompson can prove that he is that guy and is worth a 7 by 7 contract, their outlook gets that much better, that much faster, in that you do have Thompson, who's 24, Krebs is 21. Middlestat's 23. He still needs to step up a bit. Yeah. Alex Tuck is going to be the captain of that team, and he's only 26. Um, Rasmus Asplund's 24. Cousins is 21. Quinn's 20. Those are just the forwards. You say Goldson yet? <laughs> um, 
Olafson's 27 at this point, but still a solid oh, player. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot he was such a late rookie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's not even mentioning the defense with guys, obviously, like Darlene and Owen fucking power, you know, as two former first overall picks. So, and they just resigned Uko Pekalukinen today as well. So, they're in a good spot. We'll talk more about it when we get to our season preview shows about the Sabres. Big risk, though, for Tage mm-hmm. Thompson, certainly. Speaking, though, of uh, paying young players a lot of money or not paying them a lot of money, let's talk about the Dallas Stars. I want to shout out Andy Strickland on Twitter, who had this. Stars owner Tom Gallardi, I believe it is, Probably. isn't a fan of paying kids out of big entry excuse me, isn't a fan of paying kids out of entry-level deals big money. Says veteran players are getting squeezed because star players are being paid all the money. This is a team that has Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger as RFAs. Doesn't this read like he's saying you two need to stop being selfish and take less money? It absolutely does. Yet he this is the same a shit owner, man. Like he holy is the shit. same owner that every year, at least twice, like clockwork, has been calling out Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, his older star players, for not doing enough. He he called them out earlier this summer, saying we need more from Ben and Sagan. Yet at the same time, you're saying you're not willing to pay the kids because guys like Ben and Sagan are getting paid what they're getting paid. This guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oof. I mean. He needs to have a no fucking press policy. Just shut the fuck up. That's what I think. That's what most hockey players want from an owner. Sign their paychecks and shut the fuck up. And don't. Yeah. Don't that, that's that's what hockey play. Because honestly, an owner doesn't know jack shit about the game most times. Like, be overly be supportive. Yeah. Right? Like, be overly supportive. Like, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, for example, Arthur Blank as their owner. You could tell during that Super Bowl with the Patriots, he was down there. Like, you could tell how much it meant to him and that he isn't the type, from what I've seen, Falcons fans, correct me uh, if I'm wrong, he's not the type to want to take the spotlight, but he is the one to be overly supportive as an owner. Yeah. And you're right, Sin. That's exactly what people want, I would imagine, for an owner. It's as opposed to constantly being called out if you're getting paid a lot yeah. and essentially now being called out if you're a younger player who wants to get properly paid, <laughs> being if, called if, out for essentially being selfish, apparently. Yeah, if Honestly. I'm the GM and coach over there, I'm just like, well, shut the fuck up. Like, you're making our job so difficult. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd expect them to, like, do something to take the press off of the players, like, Typically, is like you expect some coaches to do. Like we've talked about that before, with how um, uh, John Cooper was taking the pressure off of his players, uh, just putting the blame on him or distracting the media. Instead of talking about the players, talking about him because you know, get off their backs, kind of thing. Like this is just putting more fuel to the fire, and we've seen already in the league what happens when you have an owner who either a doesn't want to pay, b has a big mouth. With this case right now, and. If I were one of those guys, I wouldn't want to sign. I would, I would, I would sit out at this point. I mean, like they can still go play overseas or play somewhere else to make money. Um, if you're not going to pay them what they think they're due, uh, I think we're seeing a big, yeah, we're seeing a big rise of like the whole, you know, people being not entitled, but people, you know, deserving bigger pay 
I mean, Jake Ottinger stepped in during the bubble to carry that team as well to basically stand the cup final as rookie season, a la almost in the same way that Matt Murray did with with with, uh, with Pittsburgh. Was and he the starter for that, or no, was that Hadobin? He wasn't, Hadobin but he came in and kicked ass. He he came in and kicked people's ass, yeah. What? In because the they had I Kudobin. So. I don't think that was the bubble, though. No. Yeah, it was. No. Yeah, they had Kudobin, and, and Ottinger had to play one game because I think Kudobin got hurt. Okay, okay one yeah. game. Yeah, you I was going to say, yeah. It, it definitely sounded like he like... took over. I was like, what? Right. Yeah. I mean, now he's the number one guy for sure. Oh, yeah. This this past postseason, that uh, yeah. series against Calgary, where he yeah. single-handedly kept them in the damn thing. Yeah. And almost won it. And now they don't want to pay him. Unfucking real Give give him to us, please. Where have I heard that before, huh? So Jake Ottinger, we'll talk about him first. And for the record, uh, Tom Gallardi, um, you know, initially tried to buy the Vancouver Canucks in 2004. Uh, I think there was eventually a lawsuit over that with the Aquilinis keeping the team. <laughs> he then tried to buy the Thrashers and was going to relocate them to Hamilton, Ontario. And that didn't come to fruition. They went to Winnipeg instead and then bought the Stars. And in fairness, yeah, the Stars were in a pretty rough spot. Like in some sense, maybe he did save that team a little bit, but at the same time, I, I just don't know because again, he's been the owner of that team now since I think 2010, 2011, they've had the same GM in Jim nil for nine years. And what have they accomplished in that time? Aside from the bubble run, Jake Ottinger will turn 24 in December. This past season, 48 games played, a 9-14 save percentage. In seven playoff games against Calgary this year, a 1-8-1 goals against average, and a 9-54 save percentage. That's... And you're trying to lowball him, a former first-round pick in 2017, and you're trying to lowball him. The fuck is the matter with you? And on top of that is Jason Robertson, also a 2017 draft pick, by the way, second round, Jesus Christ. He just turned 23 in July. His first two seasons in the NHL, 51 games played, 45 points. Last season, 74 games, 79 points with 41 goals. Eat your heart out, Tage Thompson. He deserves more than Tage Thompson. And yeah. you're trying to lowball him because you don't like paying guys who are coming off of their ELC. Dallas, I'm sorry, but oof. Fucking oof. If, if you're a if you're a Stars fan that has optimism, I I commend you because I I don't see how you could with the ownership and the leadership of this team right now. Yeah, and why is yeah, like why the fuck is Tom Gallardi talking about signing players even? Like again, you're the owner you're not the one signing players. Like he, he's got his hand way too deep in the cookie jar, man. And it's making everyone's job a, a pain in the ass. He needs to shut the fuck up. Like straight up just needs to shut the fuck up. Like that's it. Stay out of the way of the people who know what the hell they're doing. Clearly. You have four forwards on your roster signed after this upcoming season. Yikes. I'm pretty sure you want to make sure the good young talent are locked up and are the core of this team moving forward. Um, shout out to a potential NHL 23 franchise mode for me with the Dallas Stars because that team's a fucking mess right now. Yeah. 
Maybe they'll end up being decent. Maybe those words will come back, but the overall picture is oof. Which brings me to the San Jose Sharks. Sorry, son, I had to do it. Uh, first and foremost, forward Jonathan Dolan returning to Sweden. No real surprise there. Five-year deal yeah. with Teamra. Um, he was okay, but you know it's not a huge loss. But at the same time, that kind of is maybe the type of guy that you'd want to keep around. Yeah. And then let's talk about the trade that they made. Yeah. On July 17th of 2021, oh, we're going, 13 oh, we're months ago. We're doing the tree first. Good, good, good. Yeah. They acquired goaltender Aiden Hill along with a seventh round pick that became Eli Barnett in this past draft. Elite. For Yosef Kozanash and a 2022 second that became, I believe, German forward Julian Lutz or Lutz. So Aiden Hill in a seventh for Kozanash in a second. A few days ago, they traded Aiden Hill to the Vegas Golden Knights straight up for a 2024 fourth round pick. Yeah, stonks. Stonks indeed. Now, obviously, there is new new management, Mike Greer, mm-hmm. the GM of this team. We mentioned that they had three goalies because they already had Reimer and they acquired Kapo Kakinen in the past couple of months and then re-signed him to a deal at 275 for two years. So someone was going to go. The optics of it being Aiden Hill is the one to go. It's a little bit rough, though. I mean, it makes sense. He was the worst of the three. <laughs> and you can flip Reimer at the deadline when you're shit because you're going to be shit. And Reimer's a good goaltender, and everyone likes a good insurance goaltender at the deadline. So you're getting at least a second for him. Better get a fucking first. Who knows? Um, depends I can't on the kind of Reimer. able to have. <laughs> I can't wait for Reimer to end up in Toronto when the Matt Murray situation doesn't go right. Oh, man. It might happen. Um, but yeah, Aiden Hill just didn't quite work out, but he, and he was also signed for like 2 million. Uh, um, but yeah, um, I don't like this because for one, you traded with Vegas, you helped them out for, for peanuts. Um, yeah. yeah, you get some cap relief. That's the benefit. Uh, they get cap that, relief. They're compliant pretty much now. If he has a good season with Vegas, I'm going to be pissed, but mostly it's just the fact that, you spent so much on Hill when then you see Nedeljkovic go for a fucking third. And he's clearly a better goaltender. Yeah, the end the end of uh, Doug Wilson's tenure was just not good, and it really sucks Like in, eh, because he was a great GM. He was a fucking amazing GM until one day all of a sudden he wasn't. <laughs> like, uh, I, do, I do think a lot of – Fans feel the same way you do about Nadelkovic, even though his first season in Detroit was up and down, but it's not like they were the best roster in the world. Detroit was, yeah, crap. Like, Hill was worse. Like, he ended up in the AHL. What's that yeah. tell you? We acquired another goaltender like that, and he had injury issues too. Like, yeah. The positive optics would be that, you know, you got a fourth-round pick for a third goalie. Sure. Know, because like Aiden Hill something. is now the insurance policy in case Braswat or Logan Thompson – under deliver for Vegas and goal. Now that Robin Leonard's out. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking Aiden Hill would be over Braswell. Honestly, that might not be the worst idea. I think that's like, what I would try first. Yeah. I, if I was them, cause you're paying him 2 million. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what Vegas is going to do? Fun um, fact. Braswell is also getting paid 2 million. Yeah. Jesus. Good stuff. But yeah, uh, it just, yeah. Giving away a second plush Kojanosh who 
again up and down and hasn't again made an impact but like at the time i was like yeah this guy better work out and he didn't like it's just and then you look at what other trades were made for goaltenders you see ned go for a third and, and other moves and it's just we we seem to constantly be overpaying at in certain ways and then for guys that would underperform and that was just kind of the last few moves made especially around goaltenders besides reimer because of course I'm excited to get to those season previews when we get to talk about the Sharks and kind of your outlook for them. And if based off of like the final product of a roster that you see. Yeah, I want to see if you're any more optimistic. I, I want to see who's making it first. Like I want to see that opening night roster. Well, the reason why that's interesting, obviously, is the potential for prospects and one in particular, yeah. which brings us to our next two, talking point. Two in particular. There you go. Corey Pronman of The Athletic put out a rather detailed article <laughs> ranking the best NHL players and prospects under the age of 23 with Jack Hughes landing at the number one spot. Now, I'm not going to spoil everything. I recommend you go check it out. He had 170 eligible players. Only the top five were listed as bubble elite NHL players and consistent NHL all-stars, which I think is fair. You know, you factor in Jack Hughes well. into that conversation. Only seven of them he had uh, as presumed NHL All-Stars in the next category. So I kind of like the way he set that up, kind of making sure that, like, yeah, that the top are the top. Now, what I left out of your guys' uh, preview run sheet is the players from our three favorite teams. Oh, And boy. who you think might have made the list in terms of the 170, the top 170 prospects under 23 Endo Mills, do you have any guesses on how many prospects Toronto has on this list? Three. Solid guess. They have four. Yeah. Highest rated forward Matthew Knees, I believe it is. Nice. Knees. No, I think it's Nice. Not sure. Rasmus, Rasmus Sandin on yeah. that list. Nick Robertson. And defender Topi Niemela. That's not bad for Toronto. Mm-mm. I mean, yes, they aren't the furthest away from being a number one overall pick type of team and, you know, getting Marner when they did and and such, but that's not bad given that they have been a consistent playoff team now for the past couple of years. Well, I mean, I guess they did technically didn't make it the bubble year because of the Columbus plan, but you get my point. Yeah. Yeah. Sin, any guess of the San Jose Sharks? It's honestly, I I can only think of, I would give them, Honestly, four because of that goaltender we had, Goodrow. Fun fact, he's not on the list. Uh, Promen has them them with five. Huh. Eklund as their top option, obviously. Bordalo. Mm -hmm. Ryan Merkley. Yeah. Matthias Havlid, who I think they just drafted. Ah, yeah. And uh, Brandon Coe, I believe. Interesting. Braden Coe? Uh, I think it's it's just Brandon, but regardless... Couple of good options there. Hmm. Now, see, you might have thought I was setting this up to be a sharks dunk. Any guesses on the Bruins representation on this list? One. Zero. One. Yeah, and it's gonna be center boy. On a list of 170 players, the Bruins have one forward Fabian LaSalle at number 170. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh no, he's at 170. Oh boy. Ten last, baby. Ten Bruins! Last. Don Bruins. Sweeney. <laughs> oh. I 
I understand that the Bruins have consistently been competitive, and as a result, you're not likely to draft all that well. But this is staggering. And again, this list from a writer, it's not the end-all be-all, right? Like, I can admit that the Bruins do have some prospects that I am... Uh, you know, that, that I'm excited about. Not that I'm expecting to necessarily set the world on fire here or be like this these elite of the elites. Um, but, you know, especially on the defensive side of things, uh, Mason Lore stands out, uh, and he's one of the few. I'll leave it at that. But, my God, have the Bruins just been abysmal at drafting. And if this is the year like the final year of a push Krejci's back Bergeron's back if this is the final year it's going to be this, painful this is the last season for a fucking decade that I am going to have fun watching Bruins hockey <laughs> yeah that rebuild's going to take a while I can only hope that somehow they finagle their way to one more cup but it's going to be fucking painful poor McAvoy man he's gonna have no one <laughs> Osternock hasn't resigned yet yeah and if I'm David Posternock why the fuck would I when you know that Don Sweeney's the general manager of this team Right now, Cap Friendly has them listed with 14 forwards. The average age of those forwards is 29.8. It's up there. I I can't imagine there's a team that has an older average forward core. But, I mean, defensively, it's like, okay, you got McAvoy and Lindholm and Carlo signed for at least five years. Wait for but Jumbo then, to sign somewhere, and then you... <laughs> he'll, he'll crank Bruins up average, average age, 35. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. With the Bruins. Oh, yeah. If he goes there, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Their longest signed forward is Charlie Coyle with four more years. On Marshawn, each have three years left. Fuck, man. So, like, obviously for Toronto, a lot of optimism. For the Sharks, we're going to be shit, but reason for optimism. For the Bruins, it's this nervous energy of, like, we can see it coming. Like, use whatever horrible analogy you want. You're staring in at the edge What's of the that cliff. Meme? Here it comes. <laughs> Just death sprinting at them. Like, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be painful. It's going to be sad. Unless you don't like the Boston Bruins, in which case you're going to have a lot of fun. Let's fucking go! <laughs> it's that basketball coach guy. Let's go! <laughs> God damn. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just goes for like fucking ten minutes. Oh my god. Fucking ballistic, yeah. So yeah, hey, check out Corey Promen's article on the Athletic. Again, it's not the end all be all gospel, but it's an interesting look and uh tough to disagree with some of the things there and the general consensus that everyone knows, except for the Bruins. Oof. Um Yeah, it's not gonna be not gonna be a very fun future. Uh Last two things here. First and foremost, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, agreed to a contract extension three years for head coach Mike Sullivan, who has been at the helm of this team since the midway point of the 2015-16 season. Obviously, the back-to-back cups in that time. Yeah. I mean, you, you've kept Latang, 
Crosby, Malkin, they're all still there. I mean, it's a coach they've won the cup with. I I wouldn't expect them to get rid of Mike Sullivan and to have it yeah. be like, oh, we need a new voice to get us there. He's the Penguins <laughs> consistently have a chance. You just got to get the right pieces around that core, even though they're aging in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. I always like the Penguins. They always have a chance, in my opinion, because they have Crosby. And he's just such a talented player still. And he just has that X factor. Not like NHL X factor. Beauty backhand, is, I believe it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I knew it. <laughs> anyway, That's yes. It. Yeah, yeah. I set that up too easily. Well, you did, because our final talking point is NHL 23. The gameplay trailer dropped as well. Again, another breakdown of that on my main channel there. And along with that, the tech test, the essentially what is a closed beta is out. Uh, as a result, we're not able to talk too much about it. Are you not sure that about we... that? Because everyone's fucking talking about it on fucking Twitter. I guess, yeah. That's what like, people I mean, do on Twitter. Fair. I There's mean, one thing that I love. I want to go. Uh, on someone has an NDA here. Actually, two people technically have NDAs. Yeah, have NDAs. So, so like, I can talk all I want about this right now. Well, can you? Because um, the podcast is not under your name. That's true. That's Never why mind. I'm gonna say smiling. we can yeah. talk about it vaguely, but we vaguely. will not go okay. into overly critical details because it is still a beta at the end of the day. So, sin first and foremost, we mentioned it earlier. You don't have it. You haven't played no. it. You have no desire to play it. Not really. I, I figure all I'm like I said, this this year, I'm not I'm not trying to get myself hyped or anything. I'm not. I'm just accepting things as they are and what they are right now. I'm not plugged into Twitter. I'm not going to worry about testing the beta. I didn't enjoy particularly the gameplay of NHL 22. So when it comes out and when I get my hands on a copy, then I'll play it and I'll let myself, you know, be pleasantly surprised or. Yeah, just <laughs> know what it is at that point. Like, I'm not I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just it, it. You know, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just like NHL. It's it's the basis for my channel, but I'm trying to do other things along with it now. And no, Mills, your thoughts after your first day or so of the tech test. Uh, it's all right um needs fucking work obviously it's a tech test i think everyone complaining massively and getting fucking their tubes tied about uh about a tech test is stupid <laughs> why are their tubes your, tied getting your tubes tied about a tech test well like they're just complaining about the game i'm gonna get a bit, st- gonna get a bit soapboxy though. here if you don't take that back excuse All me right. <laughs> nothing nothing go for it go for it rip him a new one no it's i fine. mean like in general well, i think fine. Like, I, I agree with the idea of, you know, like, to be critical on it and everything, but at the same time, it's a tech test. Um, I've noticed some issues, especially with goaltending, where, like, at one point, it, it just doesn't, the goalie stops tracking the puck at a certain range or certain aspects. It's great that they announced, like, you know, the goalies feel the same as, you know, as a human and computer goalies share the same movements. But if the human goaltending experience was shit, and you're going to give that experience to the CPU you're going to have a bad fucking time. Like they, they showed off like a, a highlight clip. I was like, Oh, here's a save that you uh, re-added into the game. I'm pretty sure that fucking clip that they use in the trailer was from like NHL 19. When they showed up that they added new goaltending stuff or like NHL 20 or 21, they added new goaltending stuff. It's the same clip. It's the same guy, same gear. It just looks different and it looks fucking terrible. Like now that I've like really sat down and looked at it and played it, like 
generally speaking, offense is boosted to shit this year for the tech test. Um, defense is there's been some parts where like, oh, the puck was across and you actually pick it up instead of having it go through your legs or through your stick. That's great. But generally speaking, I don't know. Everyone's talking about how offense is back. Well, it's really easy when offense is back when defense is nerfed to shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this was specifically nonspecific. I'm okay with it. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine I'll get in too much trouble for it when someone like Nasher is like, yep, this is is basically NHL 22.5. So... Oh. I, I do have that defense of like, well, if I got to get punished for this critique, then you got to punish a lot of other people, and that's okay. Yeah, rules for friends me, jump not off for a me. bridge, will you? Apparently, I will. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the gameplay to begin with of the past generation of uh, NHL games. People know that. That's why I play a lot of NHL 2K10 with these guys included. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it's necessarily NHL 22 and a half as Endo drops his microphone that he's been fiddling with for the entire damn show. So if you've been hearing some background noise, it's him. Um, yeah, it's just one of those one of those things where I do agree in a sense with the critique that the big and it's an accurate critique because we know this now. Crossplay was the huge addition, and then they added some little things here and there that they can to try and get things forward, but it's never going to be this huge leap. You get pretty much the one big overhaul or one big feature a year and then a bunch of little things. And that one big thing was crossplay, And that's what people wanted and that's what people demanded. So at the same time, you can't sit there and be overly surprised that maybe some aspects of the gameplay haven't taken a huge step forward because that was, that's just not how it works. Like, I don't know. You got what you wanted with crossplay. You got to, got to be able to accept the good with the bad here in this instance, because there is never going to be that huge step forward. As we talked about so long as there is this yearly release schedule. So I, I kind of said into my first, uh, the, the reveal trailer recap that I did last week, it's, if you enjoyed NHL 22, you're going to enjoy NHL 23. If you did not enjoy NHL 23 or NHL 22, then NHL 23 is going to be more of the same with some changes. Um, yeah, it's it's EA NHL at this point is the best way I can explain it. And I think I'm intrigued to see what they say, because while I do have that, you know, I guess inside knowledge of a lot of stuff, I don't know what other things they might add in or might tease or anything like that in regards to what they're going to show in trailers coming up as well. That's always a surprise uh, for us at the very least. So I'm intrigued to know what people think. I mean, again, the Discord, Twitter, let me know. The YouTube side of things, again, with those videos. But it's it's been an interesting reaction so far on Twitter, on Reddit, on YouTube in regards to what people think about the tech test. Even though, yeah, I mean... I appreciate their effort of being like, ah, it's closed. You can't share clips. It's like you can you can hold in people sharing clips and streaming it. You cannot suppress the idea of people talking about it. That's just not something that's going to happen in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Sub- yeah, go ahead, son. No, no, I'm just people are just people people going to talk about it. Like, they're, you're not yeah. going to stop them either because you ban all these people. You're not going to have anyone to fucking buy your game. 
<laughs> and buy your hot packs and shit. Yeah, there's one thing I love about like everything that's happened so far is within a week, I've seen people go from shitting on the game itself off of a release trailer, which is footage recorded in rookie mode, which they've confirmed from last year and the year before that, until they record to get clips, to frothing at the mouth at people's feet for codes. And if that isn't a bigger state than the community itself, where it's just a bunch of, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but it's a lot of reactionary stuff where it's people aren't even really generating their opinion. They're just looking at whatever is the cool fucking thing to see on social media and just dunking on it. Oh yeah. Like, like the one thing that I hate too is like, Oh, I'll, I want to like, I see these features are great. They're cool. I want to see how it is in gameplay. There's some aspects of it that I like some aspects that I don't like. Uh, I'm going to share that and be vocal about that. Another thing that weirded me out about the whole thing when I having to talk about it, I shared a specific thing that was in the game. I'm not going to say what it was. And then the community manager liked my tweet. So I'm like, does that mean I can continue talking about stuff like this? Or can I be quiet? You have people talking about the release of a new, of a new server. I'm not going to say where. Uh, but that's being in there. People are talking about that. You have people talking about certain things in super detail. All I said was, oh, the game is, you know, I didn't say stuff that was super specific, but, you know, there's exploits in there. People are figuring them out. I'm just, I'm just confused on that part. Like, like you said, if it's going to be a tech test, make it so that way literally no one can talk, say, or speak about it whatsoever and be very strict on it. Or have it be an open beta like you used to before. Because then you had actual people going through. They hit, I remember it was NHL 18 or something. They hit a million active players on there. And that was that was huge. And they were celebrating like, yeah, we had a million downloads. You had like 100,000 active players. During that time, you could find a game in literally like five seconds. And it was great. And I'm not sure. There's probably reasons why they aren't doing that anymore. But in honestly, terms, In terms of the reason why it's uh, closed instead of open, I don't know. But one critique I have seen that I agree with, and Sin, I'm intrigued to see what you think of this as well, because you mentioned the smaller player base. I'm surprised it's not an open beta, because it's a small enough community as it is. Bam. And further further restricting the feedback that you're getting by having it be dependent on a code setup is is interesting. I'm Which sure there's a reason sank. for it, but the optics yeah. of that are rough. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I can't imagine what the reasons are. Like, I really can't, unless they're working with a jank-ass server and they can only have a few uh, you know however many people that they allow on it um <laughs> before it just it collapses i don't know uh, they they're always looking to cut costs so that wouldn't surprise me i guess um mm. but at the same time yeah it doesn't make sense to me like why not have an open beta like i think maybe they want to like make it like exclusionary to like build up hype to try to generate more sales or just exclusive sorry um again i I don't know like i the business business wise it would be smart to be able to get other people to get an entire community of opinion a larger group of opinions or but again they don't really listen to opinions anyway yeah i was gonna say on top accepted that so (laughs) yeah i was gonna say on top of that too like if they're gonna do that mindset having a select group i'm surprised that certain members of the community who are very prominent didn't get any access um, I remember hearing one person like I remember hearing Crofto saying he didn't get a code or our person saying he didn't get a code like that. And again, it, is, it is like a like a test, like you said. But if the community is so damn small, like I don't get why, like you said, it wasn't why it wasn't open or there weren't codes given out to people who have been there before 
or have like seniority or whatever whatsoever. Like, I don't know. This thing's just like a giant like mess up, and then people are complaining about like GCs are getting codes to give away and all this and all that. It's like, well, they're trying to help feed it out. Like, honestly, I think this is a giant mess entirely. And if this is indicative of, of what twenty three is going to be, it's a big fucking club, and you ain't in it. With that, I, I can think of no better words in which to end this podcast on, to be honest. I think that I think you can kind of tell by the tone where some of the optimism is. And I mean, with the with, you know, Sin literally who, yeah, we, we've built our channels up on NHL and he's like, I, I'm not even going to bother trying to get a code. Kind of tells you where certain things are at this point. But hey, if you're enjoying the tech test again, let us know. For now, we are out of here this week, though we'll be back presumably next Wednesday. Again, we're getting that much closer to two episodes a week. Wanted to mention on the way out of here in terms of what I have going on, obviously there is the YouTube side of things, the main channel, the second channel, of course. And, of course, if you're watching this on the YouTube side of things, we thank you for that. And if you're not, you can do that if you want to. Um, Obviously, we're streaming every single night as well, still playing a lot of Madden and have an absolute blast with Madden franchise because it's actually good. It is. It's it's awesome. And I know, Sin, you haven't been able to watch some of these streams, but I think if you watch some of the things that Madden franchise has, it'd be like, mm. <laughs> just that feeling of like, son of a bitch. Why don't we why don't we have that elsewhere? Also wanted to mention in case one podcast wasn't enough for you. I started another one. Oh, with good friend of the show, Crash Andrews, talking about the world of wrestling. Because we both were looking for an outlet to talk about wrestling. So we figured, why not? So you can follow us on awesome. Twitter at Second Turnbuckle, uh, the uh, number two ND Turnbuckle, the Second Turnbuckle podcast. Our first episode is out. If you have not listened to it, make sure to do so. And uh, yeah, aside from that, that's all I got. Endo Mills, what do you got going on, buddy? Um. Not a lot. I've been thinking about putting out a video regarding, you know, talk about a tech test at length, but, you know, I'm going to double check what the rules are for that because apparently if I, I can't post anything on YouTube, that's fine. I can't use footage. I can use footage of 22 because we said it's almost like the exact same game. Um, yeah, I'm just playing a lot of that, uh, working on some videos, hopefully, and uh, figuring out my life. Yeah, that's basically everything that's going on with me. Uh, I was supposed to stream today. I didn't stream. But you can check me out, twitch.tv uh, slash endomills. I'm there every weekday. I might do multi-streams on YouTube because I found out that Twitch doesn't care about multi-streams anymore, especially for affiliates. And God knows I'm never going to get partner, so I'm going to try and milk the system. Sin, what do you got going on? <laughs> Anything as extreme as that? No, I'm, uh... yeah, I'm just, you know, doing my thing. Caps series wrapping up final year. Going to do a draft glory after that. I've also, of course, started playing Warhammer on my channel, the Total War game. And uh, I don't know, eventually we'll see how that goes. Obviously not great so right now because it's uh, not NHL. So if you guys are interested in seeing me play something that I'm actually super, super passionate about, check out my channel and check out the uh, the, the series that I just started right now. I've kind of tweaked it because it has tons of customization, this game mode, so you can like fuck with like the final end game scenarios and stuff like that and i decided to make it about uh 50 earlier than it would come because i apparently like a really dumb challenge so come check that out it's going to be a zombie apocalypse essentially and i don't know if i'll survive it how do i get involved with this this sounds fun it's great (laughs) 
Everybody with that, we'll see you next week when I am neck deep in Warhammer. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out for us. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.